Welcome to the Mindset Design Podcast with your host, Arlen Moore. In this podcast, the hope is to provide the listener with actionable advice and inspiration to inspect their own mindset and make the changes they need to achieve success and fulfillment in their own life. If you'd like to support the show and learn more about mindset design, visit mindsetdesign.com or go to who.b/arlen. That's h-o-o.be/arlen. Or simply share an episode with a friend. That would be fire. Enjoy the show, and here's your host, Arlen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast. This is Arlen coming to you after a very amazing yin yoga session with my yoga coach. Her name's Meredith Baker. She's amazing. You can probably find her on Instagram. Her Instagram is at the Meredith Baker, if you're curious. She's, she's great. And I did uh, about an hour of yin yoga and then about 30 minutes of holotropic breath work. And that stuff is intense, activates natural DMT in your brain and is just uh, very, very good for someone like me who who is uh, very in my head a lot. You know, um, those of you who know me, my background of having struggled a bit with like the negative thinking patterns and anxiety, all this yoga that I've been doing and breath work and qigong really helps to ground me in my body and work on my flexibility. It's it's amazing. I can't recommend even just trying out yin yoga online on YouTube on your own or like trying out holotropic breath work. I really recommend. It's very very potent. I guess is a good way to put it. Super potent can't really say enough about it, but I'm all zened out and I have a few questions to answer for Ask Arlen. The day that this will be up is Wednesday, February 3rd, which is the start of a new day. It's a beautiful day. And our first question comes in from Lewis, who asks how to stay focused on your goals while maintaining maintaining a healthy social life. Uh, Something tells me I already answered this question, but you know what? I'm going to answer it anyway. Lewis, how to stay focused on your goals while maintaining a, a healthy social life? Well, uh, you know what? I did answer this, but the short answer again, Lewis, <laughs> is basically that you create a social life that aligns with your goals. So, you know, the people that I surround myself with in my friend group are also entrepreneurs, are also um, pushing this themselves to some capacity, at least for the most part. Uh, And even the people within my organization, within my business that I'm building are people that I would be excited to hang out with and that I care about. And so, you know, I, I do try to obviously have friends that I separate work from, but I also am on such a, a path where like, I love what I do so much that I end up loving the people that I work with. And so I think ultimately, Lewis, you're really trying to build something for yourself that surrounds yourself with a a like-minded group of people. If you don't have that initially, mastermind groups are great for that. Um, I've been a part of many, obviously I run my own and the community aspect of that is, you know, super, super amazing. Augie asks, how did you work to, to set yourself up for success at a young age? Mindset, mentally, and financially. Good question, Augie. Um, and I actually interviewed 
a man, a young, a young man by the name of um, Kendall Shaw today, and that podcast will be up shortly. And he's tr- he started young. He started at 15, and he started his his like entrepreneurial career at 15. I started mine around 18, but he's now 20, and Kendall is doing amazing. And we were both kind of reflecting back on what was it that that like shot us off in the right direction how how we set ourselves up for success at a young age and both of us noted that one of the big things we both did or actually i'll give you three things we did one was watching tons of free content on youtube and learning everything that you can about how to you know make money uh, have a better mindset and achieve financial freedom listening to this podcast is obviously a step in that direction we both of us just spent hours and hours and hours on youtube i mean like from what he was describing it sounded like he would when he was 16 he'd walk around the hallways like in between classes listen to youtube videos me i would listen to youtube videos like personal development and communication videos and e-commerce videos like while i was working out in the gym uh, and, and it was, and like, while I was walking to campus, it was like 24 seven, I either had a free YouTube video with someone sharing some value or a course, uh, or, or an audiobook in my ears. So just like drowning yourself in self-education. Um, some things I would probably tell my, my younger self though, would be, and, uh, in relation to that is like, Yes, it's great to absorb everything you can at that at that age, and there's a lot to learn. However, be a little bit more specific about like what your most important goal is, because when you're young, you know you can think like, you, you know, you you want the world, but really think like, okay, well, at the end of college or whatever, what would I ideally want, and what would be like the few things that really mattered that would change my life. And if you can get those few things down, then uh, your focus will allow you to have a lot more success. Like I just dabbled in so many things that I think if I had really just sat down and measured twice and cut once, as the saying goes, then I think I would be probably even further than I am today. Because, you know, when you take more time to think and really sit down, uh, Augie, and think to yourself like, what is it that I really want? And like double check, is that what I really want? Then um, your focus becomes a lot more uh, uh, poignant. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's definitely a big key. I think another key for, uh, for me when I was younger um, was, and it's something I kind of wish I learned sooner, was outsourcing and team building. I wish I kind of thought about that sooner. I had like a fantasy romantic idea in my head that, you know, it's, it's stressful to build a team and that it is, you know, it's harder to build a team or something like that, or to delegate work. So I did everything myself, but in reality, that was, it's the complete opposite. You know, there is a little bit of a fear that you have to get over, uh, initially of like releasing control. But I wish when I was younger and I was really starting to build businesses, I had just, I wish I'd made more of a commitment to learn about delegation and automation and it wasn't so attached to making it a one-man band. Although being lean is very cool, um, I I just do think it's it's definitely, you know, worth 
looking into like building a team sooner because you can just move quicker and you learn, you learn a lot managing a team. You learn a lot. And I think if you just like one mistake I made was trying to just pick someone I liked and then work with them rather than picking the qualities of a person that I would, I would want and then find that person. I basically picked a person I liked as my friend Jackson's no secret. You know, I I hired Jackson, then I had to fire him (laughs) um, in college because I just liked him, but I didn't really think about like what type of person I would really want doing my customer service and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, And I tried to adapt him to that rather than finding the qualities of the person I would want and then just finding someone who fit those qualities in that role. And then another thing, uh, Augie, like I think to get into the financial and, you know, wealth mindset at a younger age is say like getting a job and taking your money and just reinvesting it into yourself, whether it's online, online courses or, uh, you know, Matt, like events, live events are cool. Um, I've, I haven't been to as many as I'd like to, but the ones I've gone to have just been really awesome. The type of people you meet there are really cool. And yeah, um, overall, just surrounding yourself with people who are going in the direction that you want will really like when you attract the type of people you really want to be like into your orbit, you know, you just start to pick up on that energy and, and, uh, become like them as well. Um, okay, cool. So let's go into the next question. Next question is from Anil. Anil has been in Maxi for a while. I recognize Anil's name. I know Anil. Uh, Anil asks, I'd like to determine my goals with more detail. So you're looking to get more specific about your goals. Well, when it comes to becoming more specific, the key is one, just starting to tell yourself the new narrative. So within your mind, you start to say, uh, Anil is becoming more clear and detailed about his goals. Just literally write that in your master vision, Anil, because I know you're in Maxi. Subscribe to that that mindset and just literally put it in your master vision vision listen to your master vision you know complete your daily action and weekly map and and follow the process and then pretty soon you'll start to notice that you are finding um more clarity in what it is that you actually want to do um now when it comes to like actual uh like tangible advice in this regard it obviously helps to know like the type of business that you're running like because you know if you have for example a coaching business or a media buying business right the best way to get more specific with your goals is to hire someone who is actually doing what you want to do and then they can tell you what goals to set for example like in my situation like i just paid someone a coach a lot of money who basically is building the business that i want to build And he told me like, okay, yeah, so you're making this much money with your business right now. This is what your goal should be next month. And here are the metrics that you need to hit to get there. And it just becomes a lot more clear when you have someone who's kind of built what you want to build. This question coming from Hudson. What steps do I need to take in order to start an app development process? I'm a computer science major who just started college in the fall. And I've been programming for about two years now. I'm really interested on what I need to do in order to build my app successfully and stay driven during my workday and get more work done improving my project. Little known story, actually relatively known, I talk about it sometimes, I tried to build an app. When I was a freshman in college, I tried to build an app. Uh, I worked on it for about 
I would say 11 months before completely dropping it and starting YouTube. But I learned a lot about the app development process. One thing I'll say is that I kind of wish I didn't, I didn't like even have that as an idea. Um, I wish what I got into was to be honest, I wish I got into consulting um, or coaching or mentoring at a, at a younger age, because what is the point of an app? An app, you know, at least in many, unless you're building like a game, most apps are, are built to solve a problem or to make something easier. Well, what I wish I knew earlier was like, well, if you really want to like build a system and original idea to make a process easier, what if you just do it one-on-one with someone and they hire you as a coach to do it or as a mentor, right? And then you build that business to whatever, six figures per month. Um, and then you have enough capital from that business to go and build your, your, your app idea, which, you know, apps, if you really look at apps, most like 90 plus percent of apps are complete, complete failures, probably 95% plus. So to spend all the time building an app when you could be building a business that solves problems for real people and helps you build, um, you know, an income and helps you help real people like in a real serious way while you're accruing capital, you know, that's at least my position on apps, apps, like it's just, you know, apps are great. It's just, you really, it's a, it's a lot more risk involved if you're building more of a game style app, or if you just really think that your app idea is going to go to the moon, then in my experience, building uh, the app that I failed at and the app that I've succeeded at, Maxi, uh, I would say build it with Zapier first. Build it with minimum tech and time required and just get a proof of concept. So, so your question is how to build an app successfully and stay driven during the workday and get more work done improving your project. So, okay. Definitely the processes in, in Maxi that I teach can definitely help with productivity. Like I used Maxi and the methodology behind Maxi to be efficient in building Maxi. Um, I think that the more that you, um, Hudson, the more, the more that you think 80, 20 about your project and the more that you actually take feedback from users, the more success you're going to have. So the, here's a gem for you. Like when I was building Maxi, I let just, I don't remember. I don't know how well known this is, but I let 30 people in for the first test drive. That was it. I let 30 people in and I tested for a week. I got feedback from everyone privately. And then I let another 30 people in. And then I had 60 people using it and I got feedback from 60 people using it. I went in, I made changes in the program and then I let another 30 people in. Now I had 90 people using Maxi and this was all in three weeks. I had 90 people using Maxi and they were all giving feedback and we created a group chat and then I would just continuously make feedback. And I did this for about six months straight where I would just, uh, eventually I made it open to my entire following, right? But I actually strictly told my friends, you know, my influencer friends, like not to even mention it, if even if they were going to, because I wanted it to stay like small and within my following. I just had people like using Maxi and then giving me feedback and then I would go and make changes and add things and take away things. And to be honest, I'm still doing that to a degree to this day. Uh, I have a feedback channel in my group and people will just submit feedback if they don't like the way something works. And... Um, it's really just, you know, listening to your users and seeing what they like and what they don't like, but not always Hudson giving them 
what they want, but giving them what they need. Cause they might tell you they want something, but you have to think and interpret that and you have to go, okay, is this what they want? Or do they really just, are they asking for a need that could be supplied in another way? I hope that that clears things up a bit for you. That I think is probably the, the best advice that I got. The last thing I would say is like, and I know, I know you're, you're a computer programmer, so you're probably pretty well-versed, but like just Googling stuff when you don't know how to do something has been amazing. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I hope that helps. Well, then I think that's going to be it for tonight's podcast, a short one. I only answered, I think, like two and a half questions. I'm going to go to bed. I stretched out. I did my yin yoga and holotropic breath work, and I'm just ready to put my head on a pillow. So hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'll see you in the next one. All right, peace.